0: But I do believe all of us have had these desires to, to be different. And, and I, I know that my, personally, my, my personal, time, when, I, when I received Jesus and I asked him to come into my heart, I, that was a legitimate thing. I, I told my mother the next morning, I said, I feel different. And she goes, well, you are different. I said, well, what do you mean by that? She began to share this scripture with me out of 1 Peter chapter two. She said that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I didn't know if I liked this next one or not. A peculiar people. Turn your neighbor and tell them, you are peculiar. Just go ahead and tell them, you are peculiar. We are a peculiar people. Why? Why are we different? Why are we peculiar? Why are we unique when we've asked Jesus into our heart? Because he now uses us to show forth the praises of himself who has called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So we're in this series called Different, and I want to just begin by just asking you this question, what motivates us to be different? Well, the first thing that motivates us to be different is that we're motivated because, first of all, we value every moment. Before you came to Christ, you didn't value every moment. You didn't care about every moment for the most part. You just did whatever you wanted to do, whenever you wanted to do it. And your idea of life was doing nothing. (laughs) Uh, Over the holidays, I wish I I would have thought about it until now, but I, I took a little video of my wife. She would probably... She wouldn't mind, she, she's not here, she's in a journey class, so I'll go ahead and tell y'all special stories. So we we, were at this, uh, we rented this little condo for a few days over the holidays, and, and so I said on the way over there, I said, so what do you wanna do when we get to this condo? She goes, nothing. I said, okay, well, you know, we have some bicycles in the back and stuff, you know, when we go by. She goes, I just wanna do nothing. I said, well, okay, but you know, maybe you go walk, or she goes, no, I, I'm telling you, I just want to do nothing. Like, what does that look like? She I just want to sit there and look out the window. And just want to sit there and do nothing. I said, okay, we'll, we'll just uh, do nothing, I guess. And so the first morning we were there, this is, this is so true. I mean, I, I got proof in my, 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 my phone to prove it. And we're sitting there, and, and, and I'm looking out the window, and I'm enjoying I'm reading my Bible, Bible study, and, and I hear, whee! And I'm like, what is going on? And uh, and I get up, and my wife is in the other room with a vacuum cleaner, cleaning the floor with a vacuum cleaner. I said, I I, I said, ah, excuse me. And she turned it off. I said, are we doing nothing? Is this what nothing looks like? This is what nothing looks like, right here. She goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's hard to just do nothing, isn't it? We we were built to to do something, and. I believe God's put it in us. I want to read the scripture um, for us because I believe God has called us to capture our time. I had a a staff member one time and and, uh, he he showed up to the office with a stopwatch around his his neck. And uh, I said, what's up with the stopwatch? He goes, I'm going to figure out how much time I waste. I said, okay, that's admirable. What's up with the stopwatch? He goes, every time a phone rings, I'm interrupted, I get up to go to the bathroom or uh, get a cup of coffee or whatever. I'm going to hit my stopwatch and I'm going to tally it up at the end of the month how much time I waste in my life. I said, "Okay, that's pretty cool." And he did this religiously every single day. Until one day I was walking across the lobby and I said, "Hey, bud, I, I need to talk to you." And he goes, "Hold on." I'm like, "Hey." I'm not an interruption, okay? We, we, this time, I think your experiment's over with, okay? You, and he goes, yeah, you probably right. I've gone too far. But I did admire his, and he came to this realization of how much time he truly did waste in the course of a day. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 90, this is actually a prayer of Moses recorded in the book of Psalms. Moses said, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Now, the first words there of this verse, teach us, implies that there are things that we need to be taught. Now, I I probably could take a survey across this room and I would probably be safe to say that there's not one person in this room who's ever had a conversation with someone who said, I'm here to teach you how to number your days. Oh, we, we, we are taught many things in our life. We're, we're taught how to, to, uh, to, to brush our teeth and how to drive a car or how to tie our shoes. But we're not taught how to number our days. We've never even thought to ourselves about this because it doesn't seem relevant. But yet, Moses himself, one of the most productive people ever in the Bible, who would lead three million people out of bondage into, into their uh, purpose that God had for them, would tell us that we need to be taught how to have a perspective on a daily, moment-by-moment basis in our life. Teach us, Lord, to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Oh, we, we count our money, we number our, our money, we, we count and number our friends, and we count our Facebook likes, and we... Count the items that the person has in their Walmart buggy under the 10 items or less line. Come on. And we're like, that's more than 10. That's more than 10. That's wrong. Foul timeout. Come on. You know how you got somewhere to go. You jump in that line. They come with a big old cart. And you're like, 10 or less? 10 or less? We count. We know how to count. Counting is very good for us. We know how to get that done. But the word count or number your days is the word to weigh out in the Hebrew or to uh, think of, when I think of it, uh, think of the word balance, to, to, to weigh, to balance things out, a picture of balance, where there's a weight on one side and then the equal weight on the other side to determine uh, how, whether you come up short or you have too much. And, and so God says to us, balance out your life. In other words, constantly weigh out, listen to me, weigh out your choices throughout the day. Every moment, be weighing out, God's saying God say to us, challenge us, I want you to learn how to live your life with everything in front of you weighing out the eternal perspective or the eternal weight or the eternal attributes or uh, conclusions of this and the temporal. And what do you want it to look like? Do you wanna live your life where you're sowing into the eternity, into the eternal? Or do you just want to live your life in the temporary with that only as your reward? In other words, he's saying approach your life differently because we are in an on a countdown. I promise you, I promise you, a student will act differently a few hours before a test than he did uh, two weeks before the test. A superintendent of a job will act differently the day or the week of the final inspection than he did perhaps three months before. A CPA will act differently two weeks into April than he did back in August. Uh, Things change, and you change, as you begin to realize the, 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 the magnitude of the deadline coming upon your life. And if you realize that we are all facing, every one of us, a deadline... There's a, I'm sorry to say this, I know you came here to hear a happy word, it's going to be happy at the end, but we all have a period at the end of our life. There's a deadline, on every, if, we, if we could see with God's eyes, every one of us, there's a day where we will take our last breath and we could stamp it on our forehead. I wonder how we would live differently if you went into the mirror and you saw, you know, August 15th, you know, uh, 2036. Every morning you saw that. I wonder how differently you would live. I, I wonder if there would be a change of your habits and behavior. If you realized and you remembered and you were taught that you have to number your days. You're like, are we really doing this? Yes, we are. <laughs> it's the second Sunday, 2023, and I want us to know how to number our days. Which is more valuable? Here we got a little, little test here this morning. It's group participation, please answer freely. I'm gonna ask you a question, you answer. Question, which is more valuable? That which is common or that which is rare? Rare. Second question. What if, wh- which is more valuable? That which is rare or that which is extremely rare? Okay, we, we got a smart class. Everybody gets a little star on your, on your lapel on your way out. Let's go a little further. What if your time on the earth was just 100 years? You had 100 years, make it, Simple math, and yet time was fixed of say mm, a, a thousand years. So you lived a hundred, and yet time was a thousand. You experienced a hundred of that one tenth, if you would, I guess, uh, of that time. Would your would that time this one hundred years be common, or would it be rare? Rare is the right answer. Thank you, class. That would be very rare. You you have a a thousand years, you only experience a hundred, that's rare. Now let's take it a step further. What if you had a hundred years and time was fixed at say a million years? Would that be rare or extremely rare? Right. Now what what if your life was a hundred years and time Time was eternity. Would this 100 years be rare, extremely rare, or would it be beyond that, like infinitely rare? Infinitely rare. You, in other words, you are, your life right now is one, one eternity Of the world. You are living in this tiny sliver, space of eternity. There have been people before you. We read books about, we study their literature, their writings. There'll be people after you. And you have this one moment. In life. I, I don't know I, I maybe it's me, I don't know what's going on in my own but, but God has just like been challenging me recently to number my days. I, I don't think I'm going anywhere. I don't plan on going anywhere but I've, I sit and I, I, I begin to look at every single thing I do. And I asked myself, is this adding to my eternal value? Or am I just taking up space? Am I just taking up time? Am I just another person in the planet living life? Uh, is this okay? Oh, can we go there this morning? Y'all, okay. Can, can I hear an amen or something? Maybe a. Like, this is like crickets here. I like this, the fact that my time is infinitely rare. It has infinite value. My days come around only once in eternity. Your days come around only once in eternity. This was never driven home to me any more clearly than one day I was at a funeral, and I wasn't conducting the funeral, but I was at a, a funeral, it was years ago, and a, and a lady had passed away in the church. And the pastor said, would anybody like to come and say anything? And, and I, I don't think anybody came. And then the pastor said, well, I'll just tell you what I remember the most about Sister Jellybean. He said, what I remember most is that nobody can make a chocolate cake like she could. And then he went on and said a few things and ended the service. And I, and I left that service and I thought to myself, is that what people will say about me one day? What JP? I don't know what I can say, i I, I just say he, he made a great taco. He could grill a great steak. I, I, chocolate cake was amazing. I feel I would have cheated in life. That's all people have to say about me, is he makes a great chocolate cake. Ah. Ephesians 5.16 Make the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. What, what do you mean the days are evil? The days are evil because our lives are consumed with ourselves. We're self-centered. We're selfish. We're jealous. We're greedy. Everything is about us. We We. we, we we navigate through life trying to position ourselves at a, at a place where we get the better deal, we get on top, we, we get a more luxurious lifestyle. We, we Everything is about me and me and more me and when I have enough me, I never have enough me. I gotta have more me and, 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 and these make, make the days evil. That's evil. The days are not about you. The days, can I tell you, have never been about you. Jesus said in the last days, he said, go into the world, preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. I don't see nothing in there about, get a bigger house, a faster car, nicer clothes. All I see is, lay down your life. uh, Lay down your life with your brother and live unto me. That's what God's called you to do. Mm. Make the most of every opportunity. That word, Redeeming the time is Ephesians five sixteen. The King James says, "Redeem the time because the days are evil." That means to recover from the power of another, or in other words, to rescue from loss. There has been a loss in your life. There has been, there's been a seepage of power from your life. I, I went, I went out to start my, my 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 car one time, and I, I get. I mean, it was running the night before I get in, and, and it nothing. I'm like, what happened? What's going on? And so I get it charged up and drive down, and next morning, nothing. I'm like, what what is going on? What's going on was, someone, one of the kids had left the the light on all night long. And the, the overhead light has seeped the energy out of my battery. And I had no idea, while I was asleep, the days were evil <laughs> my kids were in that sense seeping the sucking the life and the energy out of my batteries and in life it's the same way we we live our lives and if we're not tuned into the Lord, if we're not plugged into God, if we're not into His presence, if we're not seeking after the Lord, then over time we find ourselves with an empty battery and we have no power to engage in life and go down and overcome the things that are in front of us down the road. God has called us to plug into Him, to know Him, to live in His presence. Separate yourself for a time. Take 21 days and set yourself aside into the Lord. Get perspective again. Get focused again. Number your Days uh, and don't waste your life. Well, I'm thankful for that applause. Praise the Lord for that. This isn't one of those messages people love to hear. But we need to, we need a plan to get back the time that we've lost. Time that we've lost being the powerful Christian that God's called us to be. Time that we lost being the godly husband or wife that God called us to be, time that we lost being a loving father or a nurturing mother that we lost, time that we lost sulking and depressed and discouraged and crying over our milk and our place and our position in life, time that we've lost pursuing other purposes and other things that God never put in our life. We've lost time over time. And because it's been evil, we live in an evil world. It's constantly sucking after our battery. But there is something inside of you. If you'll plug into the power of the Holy Spirit uh, he will energize you. In fact Jesus called it the dunamis. He goes go into Jerusalem and wait until you're endued with the power from on high. That word power is dunamis where we get the word dynamite. You have access to dynamite. Listen, you don't walk around with dynamite lit at the end of your hand and people go oh that's nice dynamite. No things happen. People scram. People run. Why? There's power inside of you. That's why we need to get in a position where we redeem our time. We, we, we can literally redeem our time. I, I love that aspect about the kingdom of God. No matter how much time we've wasted, we still have the opportunity to buy it back. I, I like, I was down at Disney World years ago with my kids and, and we're standing in line and, and uh, I hate it when you get in line at Disney World or any of those amusement places and they have that sign out. It says, You are one hour away from the ride. I look at that sign, my old kids are all happy. And I look at that sign, and everything with the, all life leaves my body. My kids, do you understand, we are one hour away. Oh, Dad, speak, smell, it's gonna be fun, fun, fun. It's an hour away. You know how much I can do in an hour? Daddy, Daddy, we're at Disney World, we gotta go, we gotta go. My wife knows I'm not very good in lines. I feel, I, I hate that feeling of feeling like I'm a, I'm a piece of cattle. You know, like I'm just uh, being herded, you know? Like, you're not important, you have no value, you have no personality, you are just a number. Come please, an hour away, come, come, come. And when I, over time, I, finally I said, I, I can't help it. And I'm standing in line, I went, Murr! She says, what are you doing? I said, I feel like a cow. I'm being herded into Space Mountain. She goes, stop. The more aggravated I got, the more I moved. And then, to my utter dismay, I looked to my left and someone started walking past me in a whole other line that I didn't even know was there. And they walked all the way to the front, doors open, they went past, doors closed, I'm like, whoa, ho, ho! What was that? Oh, that's the fast pass. Where's a fast pass? No one told me about a fast pass. What's going on? I hate that feeling of losing time, losing my life. But I love the fact that we can redeem it. I love the fact that God will help us buy back what we have lost. Mm. So I came across this video this past week. I want to show you this video in just a second. But it's a collegiate race. They're doing a relay race. It's the last leg of the race. And as typical, one team is way out in front. The person in second place coming up behind them, that particular person, they had great belief that they were going to go to the Olympics trials that particular year. But I don't want you to notice any of those. I want you to notice at the very beginning of the race, this particular girl with a red shirt on. And then I just want you to watch the race. And we'll come back and talk about it in just a minute. I love this video, let's show, show this video real quick.
1: Party meter here, it's gonna be very, very difficult for Michelle Finn here, future Olympian, to rein this one in, she's so got too much of a gap. Penalty holder of CIT here in third place is DCU. Set off at a strong pace as UCC look good in fifth and looked like they were passing DCU into fourth place. The big battle here is for second, call.
0: It is. It's between Cork and that oh, is UL, I UL at the moment. Soon. CIT and UL, but it can't. The UCM is
1: fading and Michelle King to people to are being turned on with 250 to go. Eight meters to get there, six meters, oh, five you meters. Gonna get she shot. is going to go past the UCC and it is out of their fate. Michelle Finn, the future Olympian, powers on by. Here comes CIT, another effort in a And Here comes UCC, I we think we're going to get third, UCC from the depths of hell are popping through. Oh, Michelle Finn is Michelle dying. Finn
0: I'm sorry, but something inside of me just wants to get up and run. Every time I see that, because it's a beautiful picture of the person in red, this girl. It's a beautiful picture of the Christian who finally realizes that the hand of God is upon their life and that God has a plan for their life and that there is a certain amount of time that they've been given by this God that they love, and if they would just apply themselves, if they would just put their head down and grab the baton, if they would just allow the Spirit of God to rush within them, if there's a race to run, and that they can win the prize, call out for them ahead of time that God gave them before the beginning of the time, God gave you a race to run and a prize to win. And every single one of us in this room have been called to run a race. We're all in a race. And you're out there. (laughs) We're just we're just like lollygagging around, having no clue that there is a plan and a purpose. There's people that we've got to meet. There's, there's purposes that we need to accomplish. There's things called mountains in the spiritual dimension that need to be moved. There's a plan that God has that only you can fulfill, and God's waiting for you to wake up and get onto the track and run the race that he's called you to redeem the time. Come on somebody. <laughs> Redeem the time. I have a worship team come. We, we're going to be longer in this series than I anticipated. Whatever you're going to do, do it now. If you're going to make a move, make the move now. It's this, this old thing that runs through your head every once in a while, you know one day one day when I get around to it, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go all out for God. One day when I get around to it, I, I'm gonna really begin to press in. And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pray a little bit. i want to get up earlier. I'm to stay up later. I'm gonna read a, a chapter a day. I, one, one day I'm gonna really seek after God. One day I'm gonna learn the voice of God. One day, one day, one day when I get around to it. One day I was talking to a guy And I said to him, I said, you know, yeah, one day I want to get around to that. And he pulled out of his pocket and he gave me something similar to this. It says, to it, a round to it. He goes, here, here's your round to it. Now let's get this job done. I've given you a round to it. Now is the day to get it done. Someone went home after service, first service and made me this, a round to it. And we all love to get around to it. And God's like, I wonder when that day's ever gonna come. I wonder if it's next year, five years, 10 years, where they finally made the move. Or will it never be? They just made good chocolate cake. Whatever move you're gonna make, you need to make it now. Whatever you're gonna do, you need to do it now. I think we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us redeem our time. I think some of us need to repent and ask the Lord to forgive us for all the talents that our life has been given that we've wasted I think some of us here need to buckle down and realize you just got a sliver of eternity and what you do in that sliver of time changes everything you T- this is listen, I've said this before. This is just a dress rehearsal. What we're experiencing now is a dress rehearsal. It's not even the main gig. We're not, we're not even the main the, the main band. This is just the dress rehearsal for what happens next. And Bible, you know, I don't even want to go there, but but I will touch on it. The Bible even says that when we all die, God's gonna hand out rewards. And he's not gonna hand out rewards to the people that had a pocket full of Tuits, round Tuits. But man, we can stand together in the corridors of eternity. We can stand with Paul, Peter, Charles Wesley, John Wesley, Charles Finney, George Whitfield, Isaac Watts, Martin Luther, John Knox, Ruth, Boaz, Abraham and Isaac, Jacob, will stand shoulder to shoulder. And they're gonna share with us all that God used them to do. And you're gonna share with them all that you did. This is all God's looking for I'm sorry for taking time we're going to close but all God's looking for is for a willing vessel all this all he needs just just I'm willing I, I, I'm not much of a runner I, I've never run much I, I don't even know what shoes to put on I, I never held a baton in my life but but god it, it if if there's still time left for me, God, if, if there's still hope for me, listen to me in the county jail. If there's still time left for me, God, let me redeem my time. For I believe your hand is on my life now. Now I'm making my move now. I want to study now. I want to pray now. I'm gonna preach now. I want to teach now. I'm not waiting another day. Do I have anybody in the house that can say, now is my time, would you stand to your feet? Count me in, preacher. Now is my time. Now is my time. Now is my time. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Well, we're just going to worship the Lord in a minute, but here's what I feel like the Lord wants us to do. We did this in the first service, Just kind of happened all spontaneously. But I, I believe sometimes if you're going to make a move, you got to make a move. <laughs> You've been in that crowd too long and the race is almost over. At some point, you gotta break out of the crowd and you gotta say, see you later, sweetheart. Nice knowing you. I'm not running with you no more. I got somewhere to go. Got some people to catch up to. I got a race to win. I got a call in my life. I, I got purpose in my soul and the Spirit of God flowing through my veins. And I'm making the move. So I'm calling for 2023 Summit Church. To stand up and say, Count me in, Pastor, making my move. I've never fasted a day in my life. I don't even know what that looks like, but I'm gonna make a move. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna begin to teach. I'm gonna begin to witness. I'm gonna begin to share my testimony. I'm gonna act different. I'm gonna talk different. I'm gonna take my eternal time and I'm being serious about it. I wanna love God this side of heaven with everything I have. I wanna know the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna know the voice of my God. I'm gonna let him use me in any way he wants. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna make a move now. If that's you this morning, would you just step out of your seat, join me at the front, say I'm making my move. You can count on me, I'm making the move, I'm coming. Count on me, I'm making the move. I'm stepping out of the normal, I'm stepping out of the past. I'm following after the plan of God for my life. I'm gonna make a move today. Today is the day where I'm counting myself all in for the. Plan Your life the way you've been living all this time, make a move. I'm coming after God. I'm seeking after God. I'm seeking after God. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. God. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Lord. First of all, we'll have prayer teams up here. And if you want to know Jesus as your Lord in life, you're ready to make that decision, we will pray for you. And they'll be up here to pray for you. But here's what I I love the story in Genesis of Abraham and, and Lot, his nephew's in trouble in Sodom and Gomorrah. And God's like, Abraham, he's in trouble. And I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to judge that whole city, that whole community. I want to judge. I want to come down. I'm coming down. I, they've, they've emptied out the cup of grace, and God's like in this spot, and and Abraham begins to bargain. Say, God, if you find just if you find just a uh, fifty people that are seeking after you, would you spare them? Yeah. If you find forty, we yeah thirty, will you spare? Oh well, well, God, if you. Can, can, if you find 10, will you just let them, let them go? God goes, if you can find 10. Big, big old, huge city, and God's just looking for 10. Abraham went down and couldn't even find 10. The point I'm making is, it, it don't take a lot to move God to change the community. It took a guy, one man by the name of Jonah, to literally bring revival to an entire self-centered, crazy, mean people in Nineveh. One person, just one person changed the entire community. We, we, we got so much influence right here in this room. I'm not telling you what the 2023 we by the end of this year, we could be having five services. People coming to the front by the droves, uh, getting their life back together, delivered from addictions, the marriage is restored, life put them back together. If we will just run the race that God has put in front of us, and say, "I'm all in," I'm all, I'm all in. I'm going to. I'm going after God. My pride's on the altar. I don't care what people talk about, say about me. I don't need a good reputation in their eyes. I just want God to love me for who I am. Oh, come on, I mean, think about it. On the construction site, brother, come on. We, let me pray over you right now. Slain in the spirit, boom. On this construction site job. What's going on? He's having a heart attack. No, power of God just hit him. Let's just pray for him right now. In Jesus' name, touch this brother. In the hairdresser's, in the hairdresser's chair. Come on, next thing you know, <laughs> what's wrong? What's happening, what's happening? I'm being touched by the Holy Ghost. Something's happened. The power of God lives within our very being. So let me say it like this, I don't know how else to say it, but if, if I had the cure to cancer and I had it in a pill or a bottle of pills and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt if a person had cancer, they took that pill, they would be cured of cancer. And I kept that bottle of pills in my pocket and I ran, went in everywhere I went, I run into people with cancer and I never take it out of my pocket I have done an injustice to mankind. And God is saying, I have given you the cure to a fallen world. It's in your heart, it's not in your pocket, it's not a pill, it's in your words. It's called the good news, it's called the gospel. And it changes and transforms people's lives. Well what what if I give them the pill and nothing happens? So it's not your job to make something happen. Just give them the pill. Give them the good news. But what if they what if they make fun of me? Give it anyway. Give it anyway. We just love people. It's not about us. Man, I, I'm just expecting big, you know, the Lord, I said, God, I I, I was like, God, I need a word for 23, right? Because you always I always like to have like this like word or phrase. You know? I'm like, God, give me, a, give me a word, give me a phrase, give me something for 23. And somebody was uh, texting me like December 31st and I was texting them back. I expect big things, 23, blah, blah, blah. And uh, and so I was in a staff meeting the other day and, and I, we were praying and I'm still in the staff meeting. And I'm like, I need to have a word. I just tell our staff, here's where, you know. And the Lord said, I already gave you a word. I don't know what else to say. I'm like, God. I don't have a word. I've been praying. I've gone prayer walks. I don't have a word. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. How many know this simple times is just simple? And he says, expect big things. Expect big things. Hey, that's the word. That's the word for all of us this year. Expect big things. Now, when God says big, I mean, that's like big. My big is maybe, you know, but His big is huge. I want us to expect big things this year. Did we pray yet? We haven't even prayed yet. Can, can we pray and we'll dismiss? Can we just, uh, do, can we do like this family reunion, like Gator style, put your arms around each other. Can we do that? Like put your, put your, you know, put your arm on somebody's shoulder, can we do that? Come on, come on, yeah. Father God, this morning, 2023 Summit Church gathers in your presence and we, We're moving out, and we're standing here, and with all sincerity of heart, we're saying, God, God, use me. We expect big things from every one of us. Big things, big miracles, big answered prayer, big souls saved, big financial blessings, uh, big, Lord, opportunities, just big. We expect big Things this year, and so God, we unite together with our hearts and our faith, and we say thank you, thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Can you give God one more hand of praise? We're expecting big things in 2023. Come on, what a Father we have! What a Father! Come on, what a Son! Yes, Lord. Expect the big things, God bless you. See you Wednesday Wednesday night, commuting over here on your way out. God bless.